guys ready? We're gonna start. So Simon says, raise your left hand. Okay, put your hand down. Ah, Simon didn't say. Okay, yell it out if you put your left hand down. Simon says, put your left hand down. Okay, now put your right hand up. Uh, Simon says, put your right hand up. Very good. Simon says, put your right hand down. Simon says, put your left hand up again. Simon says, put your right hand down. Uh, okay, all right, I was just checking. Simon says, put your left hand down. Simon says, wink your left eye. Simon says, wink your right eye. Left eye. Ah! <laughs> okay, so it's very hard because you, you want to like follow instructions and you want to follow and you want to follow them quickly, right? Like whenever your coaches are on, anybody back to practice already? And they're like, you need to get maximum effort. Like, oh, coach, I'm dying. I haven't drank anything in like 15 minutes. And oh, the only thing that's in shape are my thumbs. <laughs> and then everything hurts. And you're just like, oh. That's what Rayma said when we got together for the, the movie night. It's just like, my whole body hurts. <laughs> How many games did y'all play? Three. Three games. Oh, you played two? That's cool. You're on varsity? That's cool. All right. I myself was on varsity, but not volleyball. I wasn't. Yeah. That would have been cool. I would have loved to play volleyball in high school. That would have been so much fun. They should. Some guys came to me last year and like, but six, what is a volleyball team for the boys? I'm like, we don't have money. So <laughs> we don't. We just don't. But it would be a lot of fun. So the important thing about Simon Says is you have to do exactly what Simon says, even with the little game, like, beetle, beetle, beetle. You guys watch uh, Despicable Me? <laughs> and it's very hard because sometimes we forget. How many of you have ever been shopping and somebody said, here's your list? Milk, eggs, bread, cheese, turkey. And then you get to the store and you're like, oh, I'm forgetting one thing. <laughs> it's so hard to follow instructions. And today we're going to talk about moving forward, specifically following instructions. If I can get this thing to move forward. Okay, so we're going to talk about Elijah and Elisha. Not Alicia, <laughs> okay, but Elijah and Elisha. So who's unfamiliar? So I'll give you a little background context. Okay, Elijah was this big hairy prophet in the Bible, and he's the guy that called fire down from heaven. Have you ever heard that Bible story where they got together, and he's like, we're going to pray, and I'm going to pray to my God, you pray to your God, and whichever God sends oh, yeah, fire is the real OG God, like the original God. <laughs> you thought I was going to say gangster. Yeah. yeah. So Elijah did that, and everybody in the whole country knew who he was. Like, this dude is a boss. Like, Elijah prays, and things happen. He prayed to stop the rain. The rain stopped for three years. Like Texas, right? And then he prayed for the rain to come back. And the rain came back. Big rain. Big wave. Ooh. And then Elisha, in uh, 2 Kings chapter 1, he meets this guy on the road, and he's like, Hey, bro, you want to follow me? And Elisha's like, yeah, man, just uh, let me say deuces to my folks. And he's like, no, man, if you're going to go talk to your folks, you don't deserve to follow me. So you know what he did? He killed the ox that he was plowing the field with and burned them with the yoke around the ox. And he was like, light a match, let it burn, I'm out. And he went and followed him. And he followed him everywhere. So if you could, go ahead and turn on your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 2, and we're going to read about the passing of the torch, the promotion, the next wave, as it were. Shout out to the homies. We're going to go to 2 Kings chapter 2, and I'm going to be reading in the English Standard 
version, Second Kings. That's in the Old Testament, chapter 2. And we're going to pick up in verse 1. And verse 1, <laughs> it's kind of a spoiler alert, okay? You guys remember when Vincent turned on the calculator in algebra class and it said, Iron Man dies. And he hadn't even seen the movie yet. Uh, so, verse 1, spoiler alert. Now, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, that's a tornado, <laughs> Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. So we already know how the story's going to end, right? What's going to happen? Yeah, a whirlwind. You guys have to say it's not a whirlwind, it's a whirlwind. Let me hear you say it. Whirlwind. 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 Any of you have a whirlpool appliance, like a washer, dryer? Yeah. Whirlpool. She's going to take him up in a whirlwind. Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal, and Elijah said to Elisha, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. Now, earlier on, Elijah asks Elisha, and he goes, Hey man, my time on earth is short. What do you want from me? Like, what do you want? And Elisha tells him this. He says, I want what you have times two. Everybody hold up two fingers. Ah, did anybody hold up three fingers because I was holding up three fingers? No? Okay, we're doing that. Simon says, right? Everybody hold up two fingers. How many fingers? Two. two. <laughs> so he says, stay here because I got to go. But it's a trap, see? Because Elisha says, I want what you have. I want your anointing times two. And Elijah says, if you see me when the Lord takes me, you can have it. And then he says, stay. <laughs> I got to go. And so Elisha is thinking what? I have to see him if I want it. So is he going to stay? No. No. All right. How many of you, your parents are like, I'm going to go run errands. You want to come? You're like, no. Maybe there's ice cream. Let me put on some shoes. Right? You, if something is there that you want, you're going to go. If they're like, oh, I'm going to go to the dentist and get my tooth pulled out. Do you want to come? No. But if they say, I'm going to go get ice cream, yes, you do want to come. So Elisha says, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Verse 3. Now this is where the plot thickens, right? It's where 2014 Thanos shows up. What? And the sons of the prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elijah and said to him, do you know that today the Lord will take away your master from over you? And he says, yes, I know. Keep quiet. Why do you think he said keep quiet? We're close. It's a little more complicated. So this whole dynamic here is Elijah is a straight up legend. When I say the word legend, who do you think of? Vinny thinks of, obviously, who? Who do you think, Vinny, when I say the word legend? Okay, <laughs> Vinny. But after that, probably LeBron, right? If I were to say legend, LeBron. I mean, who was on the cover of the legendary edition last year of 2K? It was LeBron. Fun trivia fact, who's on the cover of this year's legendary edition of 2K? Dwayne Wade, who he spells his name Dwayne, and it drives me crazy. Dwayne, he's like, my name is Dwayne Wade. No, no, your name is Dwayne. <laughs> so if I were to say a legend and say football, who would you think of? Tom Brady. Okay, Tom, well, okay, you're young, I get it. <laughs> Jim Brown, isn't he the, uh, he's an unlockable for this year's team. I got him. 
Yeah. Yeah. When people say football legend, I go way back in the day and I think of like Brian Urlacher or Roger Staubach or, you know, Brett Favre, whose name is Favre, but we say Favre. When I say legend and I say uh, figure skating. What the? What was that girl's name in there? Who broke her wrist? The one that yeah. sliced her up or the one that got sliced? Yeah. The one that got sliced. Okay, the one that got sliced was... Uh, Nancy Kerrigan and the one that sliced was Tanya Harding. They did a whole documentary like she yeah, hired somebody to go after her. Wait, what? There were two figure skaters that were competing in America. This one girl went after the other one and tried to slice up her knee with a figure skate. She went to jail. Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding, yeah. If I say legend and I think of skateboarding, obviously, everybody's going to say Tony Hawk, right? Because we played the, did we play that one when we did Gamers? We played Tony Hawk? Yeah. When I say golf and I say the word legend, you think of Jack Nicklaus. No, okay, so do you guys know who Jack Nicklaus is? He holds the record for the most championships. He has 18. Tiger Woods only has 14, 15. If I say the word legend and think of tennis, what do you think of? Serena, Serena Williams. Yeah, she has the most uh, major victories. Uh, Roger Federer, that's the only one you need to know. It's the greatest of all time. The GOAT. Swimming, <laughs> swimming when I say legends and I say swimming? Michael Phelps. Uh, are you looking up? No. Legend? Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's see what else. If I were to say legends in... Gymnastics. Gabby. Oh my gosh. Gabby the goat? Douglas? Is it Douglas? It is Douglas. Yeah, I, I was going to say that, but yeah. I thought it sounded too like. Well, I remember Gabby Douglas because now everyone's on that next wave and they're like, oh, Simone Biles. Oh, yeah, she's amazing. I'm like, okay, let's not forget about Gabby Douglas. Let's not forget about Carrie Strug, who dislocated her ankle and then came back in the Olympics and did the vault anyways and landed on one foot and won the USA the gold medal. That's a boss. Mm -hmm. That's really hard. Yeah. She did the vault where you like run. So first of all, her ankle was messed up. She ran on it. Second of all, she vaulted off of it. Third of all, she landed on it and still did her little thing. And they won gold for the team. They needed her. She had to do it. Y'all look it up when you go home. Carrie Strug. Yeah, Carrie Strong. Well, it was like, a, I don't know if it's like a rip or a tear. Or it was messed up. And it was all taped up and everything. And she was like, ah. <laughs> exactly like that. Like the Power Beats commercial where they flip with Simone Biles. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So what other sports are there that are legendary? Uh, we did football. Okay, baseball. If I said baseball legend, who do you think of? Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Babe Ruth. Jackie Bonds. A Barry Bonds. <laughs> yeah. So these people... Can you imagine, I want you to imagine for a minute, that you are the person who replaces them. Isn't that weird? Like, after Jackie Robinson retired, who played his position? Do you remember? No. I don't remember. Once Michael Phelps retired, who is now the greatest men's American swimmer? Nobody knows, right? <clears throat> now that Tiger Woods is old and infirmed, who's the number one player in the world right now? Does anybody know? I don't know. No. Now, basketball is a little easier because we follow that closer, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, who's the best player in the game right now? It's not KD. He just blew his leg up. Yeah. Most people would say Kawhi. Kawhi. He just won the championship. Yeah. yeah. Greatest backstabber in the league. Now the KD is not playing. <laughs> yeah. Who, uh, who's the, well, Simone Biles, we talked about her. Who is the number one football, okay, so who's, how about this, who's Tom Brady's backup? <laughs> Do we know? Yeah, it's like, nobody cares. Legends are legends because they're better than everybody else. But here's the thing. Elijah is a legendary, pro I mean, he, in front of the entire country, called fire down from heaven. That's big. And Elisha says, I want that and more. See, when I say basketball legend, I think of Michael Jordan. Because no one has passed that yet. All right. All right. Legendary. I have the NBA Live 1998, and when you play that one, and you play as the Chicago Bulls, you have number 89, player. Because he had just retired, but they made the game. And so that player is like the best player in the game. <laughs> All his stats are like super awesome, but they can't use Michael Jordan's name because he retired. So Elisha says, I want to be legendary like you, but even more. Not because of the status or the fame, but because he wants to lead God's people in a way that would help them be righteous, help them be better. So we're going to pick up in verse 4. Elijah said to him, Elisha, please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. Do you guys know what a pattern is? Like stripes, Zion's wearing stripes. What is a pattern? Something that repeats, like Simon says, right? And he got to go, oh, man. So we're seeing a pattern here. What do you think is going to happen? Is he going to stay? No, he's not going to stay. But he said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. The sons of the prophets who were at Jericho drew near to Elijah and said to him, Psst, hey, hey, do you know that today the Lord will take your master from over you? And he answered them, yes, I know. Shh, keep quiet. Why does he want them to keep quiet? Is it about Elisha? Is he in it for himself? Is he in it for the fame? Is he like, I can't wait till this guy gets out of the way? What is he doing at this stage of the relationship? He's watching him and he's following him. Just like we did with Simon Says. He's following, he's listening, he's learning. And these other guys are like, it's your time, it's new wave. He's like, shh, anybody got time for that? I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm listening, I'm watching. Then, verse 6, Elijah said to him, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not, what? Stay. Leave you. Right? It's what he says every time. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the sons of the prophets also went and stood at some distance from them as they were both standing by the Jordan. Now, why would fifty people follow Elijah? Because he's a legend. They're like, dude, that's that dude. That's the fire dude? Yeah, that's the fire dude. Whoa, he's very intimidating and also very hairy. Yes. They're following him, but they're not following him like Elisha's following him. How many of you follow a celebrity on social media? Follow me, right? If you follow me, that counts. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, Vincent called me the goat the other day. He did, yeah. I respect it. 
But we don't live with those people. You know what I'm saying? Like we follow them like, oh my gosh, Kylie's got a new palette out. Ah. <laughs> but we're not there when they're filming Keeping Up With The Trashy, uh, Kardashian, sorry. I said that. Trash? 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 <laughs> so he's living with this guy. Like he sees him in the good times and the bad times. Because everyone's always like, oh, it's that cute couple. You all see that AT&T commercial? Yeah. Zoe and Chris. Oh, hey. Yeah. Right, but <laughs> they've got it all together. Oh, Zoe and Chris. Oh. Zoe and Chris, hi. We don't see celebrities when they woke up like this, right, before they actually put on their makeup and got everything perfect and filtered. This guy walked with Elijah. Like, he knew him good days, bad days, every day. So verse 8, Elijah took his cloak, that's his outer coat, rolled it up, struck the water. And the water, this is the Jordan River we're talking about, parted to one side and the other till the two of them could go over on dry ground. Legendary. This dude, right? He literally just walked up to the river and said, I'm going to go Moses on this bad boy. Spot! And then shh, the water split. And so people are like, oh my gosh, he's like Moses. And these people lived according to the law of Moses. Like Moses to them was the legend, like God tier, because Moses spoke for God. Now, like if Moses said it, it's from God. And then Elijah does this. Like this dude's such a legend. Can you imagine being there, like walk, watching this old guy walk up and this slightly less old guy follow him. He smacks the water and then the river parts. That stuff doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Like people hit three-pointers all the time. People kick game-winning field goals all the time. Splitting the river, that doesn't happen. So when they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha says, this is where he tells him, Please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. And he said, You have asked a hard thing, yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, it shall not be so. And as they still went on and talked, behold, chariots of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw them no more. He said, I am Elijah. Uh, it's an Iron Man callback. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. Now, this was kind of a custom back then when they were like, OMG, they freaked out and they would rip their coat. And so people would be like, look how much he was affected by this. He ripped his coat. Like, oh my gosh, not the Adidas, three stripes. He ripped it. And then he needs a coat, doesn't he? So he took up the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him, and he went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. What do you guys think he did? Smacked it. He smacked it. Then he took the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him, and he struck the water, saying, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he had struck the water, the water was parted to the one side and the other, and Elisha went over. Now we're going to end on verse 15. Now the sons of the prophets saw who were at Jericho opposite him. They said, the spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. 
And they came to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. They weren't worshiping him, but they were like, oh my gosh, we're not worthy. You guys ever see the sidelines do that? Or the bench whenever somebody does a dunk or whatever, and they like do the towel, like, ah. <laughs> right, I do that all the time. Pastor Rosie did that when Mikey was up there. He's like, hey, let me preach it. Let's go. And she's like, come on, come on. <laughs> right? Because she could see, wow, the spirit is resting on this guy. You have all probably heard of Zion Williams. Williams or Williamson? Williams. Williams. Everybody just calls him Zion. Why is that? Yeah, because his first name is Zion. He's amazing. But he's also really, really good at basketball. And everyone's like, there's something about this kid. <laughs> so I, there's actually a song about, uh, about championships and salsa on my second mixtape. Vinny's heard it. So, yeah. And it's like, boy, there's, there's nothing this kid can't do. He's a real game changer. So people see this guy and they're like, he's going to be good. He's going to be really good. And in the Bible, spoiler alert, Elisha ends up doing twice as many miracles as Elijah. You asked for it, you got it. You guys remember that old guy that used to do the Whataburger commercials? What would he say at the end? Just like you like it. Whataburger. But now he's got a Chicago accent. Just like you like it. Whataburger. Because <laughs> they're a Chicago company. So God shows us what it means to follow, learn, and grow through Elijah and Elisha. Because this guy was a legend, wait for it, dairy prophet. He was amazing. He was incredible. Called fire down from heaven in front of the whole country. Can you imagine, like, they do those little specials? Did anybody watch that lady walk across Times Square on the tightrope? Yes. There was a special, right? Oh. Yeah, and her mic cut out at the end, and so they're trying to ask her questions, and she was just like talking to her husband. He's like, "Well, I guess the mic's not working." It was Michael Strahan. What the? She took way longer than then, but she started. Yeah. She started way later. Yeah. Bro, they had to cross each other. That yep. was crazy. Ugh. I'm scared of heights. Well, okay, I'm not scared of heights. I'm scared of falling from heights. <laughs> oh yeah, she. Yeah, I'm just glad I'm not like 6'5", because I would just be terrified walking. Like, ah, just walk like this. <laughs> just like that. So Elijah and Elisha show us what it means to truly follow someone. Because if you follow someone on social media, you see what they want you to see. When you follow someone in real life, you see everything. How many of you have siblings? You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? People are like, oh, your brother or sister is so cute. And you're like, I remember one time when they got sick and they were at home and they were like, plop, plop, plop. You see that, right? You've seen it. Mm -hmm. You can tell us because Jasmine's not here. <laughs> You'll tell us later. So Elisha follows Elijah and he says, what do you want from me? What do you want to inherit? He says, I want not your fame, not your followers, I want a double portion of your spirit. And that's what we're talking about today with John Noah and Jaira graduating from the youth class because what happens now is they're going to be following someone else. I remember playing in the nursery with Jaira and we would always watch Dora the Explorer and they would go to the little blue tree and then we would just throw the orange ball back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And Jaira would always throw it over my head because I was sitting down and then I'd have to go and get it and bring it back and then I'd throw it to her. And then she'd throw it over my head and then I'd have to go and get it. And she was a very strong little baby, strong. Now, she has graduated high school. 
She's got a job that we just heard about. We'll talk about it towards the end. And she's becoming, I mean, she is a young woman, but she's becoming an adult. She's got a job. She's got a boyfriend. She's done with school. It's the rest of her life now, right? And Genoa has also graduated. And I remember seeing him when he was like, a junior <laughs> in class and you know I haven't known him as long as I have Jaira but still seeing him grow up and now he's done with school he's got you got a job Not yet. okay so he's looking for a job he's moving on are you gonna go to college you're just gonna go straight to work straight to work he's not gonna waste any time get down to business yeah get that bread but he's not gonna be coming to this class anymore he's gonna go follow someone else and that's going to be Pastor Reuben. Now, I follow Pastor Reuben also. Don't feel like, you know, it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to come to church anymore because Brother Jonathan's not going to be, you know, feeding me. Elijah told Elisha, follow me, learn from me, walk with me. But when it was time, he left him his mantle. Now, I said it was a coat, but in that culture, it signified so much more. What happens when you put on a uniform? What do people recognize when you put black and gold on? Yeah, it's crab time. Crab. <laughs> Is that a thing? It's crab time? No. No? Okay. What do y'all say when it's... Sandy's. Sa yeah, it's Sandy's. It's, it's Titan time. <laughs> yeah. So when Elisha puts on this coat, people would recognize that. Because remember, Elijah's legendary. And now he's wearing not just the coat, but the authority. So when they leave this class... We recognize, yeah, you know, they're young adults. Yay, young adults. But now we recognize they should learn. They should know what it's like to have a respectful relationship, boys and girls. They should know what it's like to pray and believe God. They should know what it's like to lay hands on the sick. They should know what it's like to read their Bible, to believe for family members that haven't come yet into the family of God. That's what we've learned in this class. And we're still learning. There's a lot of stuff we still need to go over. But they're now going to go learn and follow Pastor Reuben. So now when people see them or they need scriptures, then it's not going to be focused on like what to do if you're getting bullied in class scriptures. Now it's going to be what to do if you're believing to get out of debt. What to do if, you know, you are having relationship troubles and you're married and you don't want to get a divorce and you need to work this stuff out. That's the kind of stuff they're going to work on over there. How to honor God with your giving because you have a job and you're earning more. How to honor God in your marriage, because, I mean, let's be honest, that's everybody's goal. Is anybody in here who doesn't want to be married? You're young. <laughs> you'll, you'll change. <laughs> so, that's where they're going. But I wanted to take a minute and think about where they've come from. So, I'm going to put you guys on the spot. You don't have to share if you don't want to. But what is the, your favorite thing that you've learned in the youth class? You want Genoa to go first? Okay, Genoa, what's the f your favorite thing that you've learned in this class? Out of all the classes, it's been a couple years already. You think of like a favorite lesson or activity or something we did? You're allowed to say camp. Yeah, the Trinity, right? Three but one, but one but three, but three but one. <laughs> yeah, we've got it. The selfie one was good. Like looking at yourself. And you were here when we watched the commercial, right? <laughs> About the women and the drawings. That was powerful. Yeah. We didn't have time last week to watch it. 
So these are things that you're going to carry with you. So if you go into the workplace and you're such a good worker and somebody's working there and they're like, oh, I don't like how good Jaira is because it makes me look bad. So I'm going to tell her something and make her look bad. And Jaira's going to be like, <laughs> I, I see myself through God's eyes. So you can be all like nasty and ugly, but it's not going to affect her, right? And Genoa, maybe he has a friend and his friend's like, oh, well, Genoa, dude, we all serve the same God, bro. And he's like, actually, my God's a trinity, one but three, but three, but one, but one, but three. Because Islam actually says in their Quran, their little holy book, that God had no son. And Judaism, like Orthodox Jews, they believe that Jesus was not the Messiah. So he, he knows the truth. and No one can trick him. Like uh, Spider-Man, you can't trick me anymore. Spoiler alert. No, no. Oh, no. Yeah, no. You know what happens at the end? The credits. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Rip spoilers. So moving forward, they are now going to move from talking about school, talking about friends, talking about relationships to learning what their calling is going to be. We have our little ushers who make sure the lights are on. We have our little hostesses who ask for prayer requests. But now there's an opportunity for them to enter into ministry ministry. Maybe Genoa gets it in his heart one day. He's like, man, I feel called to go help people in Africa build churches. You can do that now because you're an adult. It's really hard for like 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th graders to be like, well, I'm going to move to... The other side of the world, well, that's a dangerous country, <laughs> and preach. But when you're an adult, there's nothing holding you back. You guys remember KB's song, They Gonna Have to Hold Me Back? They played it at camp. The Latin remix is fire. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what all they're saying because I don't speak Spanish, but it's fire. We'll play it later. So marketplace ministry. Maybe Jaira, who knows what it's like to do things with excellence, right? Jaira doesn't like to mess things up. I saw that door you decorated. That's fire. Oh my gosh. So now she's in a position where she can train people who work with her to also do things excellent. Because that's something that God's given her in her heart. Genoa, he knows how to follow instructions. So just like we played that game, whatever job he gets, they tell him to do something, they can trust that it's going to get done because he knows how to follow instructions. He's not somebody like, I don't want to do that. No. Forget it. It's hard worker. Family life. Hopefully you guys wait a little bit on this so you're not like rushing into things. <laughs> but when you have children, your children are going to grow up and go to school and you're going to remember the stuff that you went through in school, the teachings you learned about in class. Because I only get to see you guys two or three times a month and only for like 30 minutes a time. And that's what I try and tell parents because they're like, oh, these kids and the students and this teacher, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look, moms, you take them home at night. I don't. So the problems in the classroom, you know, if they can't tell which to use, like plural or singular, that's on me. But if they don't know how to respect adults, that's on you. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a parent conference one time and the mom was whining and complaining and her son and medication and this and that. And I won't say names because, you know, legal stuff. But I asked her finally, like 35 minutes into the conference. I said, what are you doing at home to help him so I can do that at school and bring that to his remembrance? You know how we do like memory scriptures and then we bring that up like, oh, God hasn't given me the spirit of fear. I remember that. 
And so I just tried to use that. And I said, hey, mom, what are you doing at home to help your son so I can help him at school? She's like, I don't even know how to answer that. I just have so many problems with him. So I looked at the principal and I said, it's time for me to go. <laughs> because if you're not going to work on your kid, I can't fix your kid. See what I'm saying? And so Jaira and Janelle are at the age where if they grow up and they walk out of here and they get married next week, right? Then their kids are their responsibility. <laughs> I'm not saying that you should. I'm just saying as a, an example. I haven't heard anything. You know, no one's talked to me. <laughs> but let's say Janelle, I mean, I have an aunt and uncle that got married in three days. And this was over 40 years ago. They're still married. Aww. Yup. That's so I know. Well, he's crazy. Like, My crazy uncle. They're like, hi, hi, hi. Hi, baby. <laughs> it's like, hi. Like, hey. And then she's like, if you like it, then you try to put a ring. And he did. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. Do you guys know the dance? I don't know the dance. So this is where they're going. And I want you to remember all the way back to 2 Kings 2. When it comes to church, let's say your job takes you to some other city. You still have to go to church. There are some people who don't go to this church, and then if I ask them about it or somebody brings it up, they're like, oh, well, I wouldn't just feel right going to any other church. Like, bro, you need to go to some church. <laughs> because the fact of the matter is, up until this point, most likely you have been brought to church. Raise your hand if your parents brought you to church this morning. That's most of us, right? But when you go into the young adults class, no one's going to ask your parents what you're up to. When we do young adults gatherings, I don't ask parents if their kids are going. And why is that? Because they're adults. It's in the name, young adults, right? Now, we kind of stretch what young means because we've got some stragglers in the young adults. <laughs> but the thing is, it's on you now. So every Sunday, you're going to have to decide whether you're going to be here because we're not going to keep roll if you're here or not in class. We're not going to invite you to youth things anymore because, let's be honest, the older you get, the less cool the young stuff is. You know what I mean? Like you don't see Brother Abel and Brother Narciso out there going, rock, paper, scissors, rock, paper, scissors, rock, paper, scissors. Right? That's not cool anymore. But it's fun now. We can do that now all the time. Right. And I get to relive my youth with you guys. But when I'm out there, it's different. If I have to run the cameras or the sound, there's more responsibility with that. If pastor asks me to preach or if I have to help usher, you know, the ushers have to be on watch, especially nowadays more so, then, yeah, they have to be on watch instead of just playing around, you know, like, oh, eight ball, your turn. <laughs> they use the radio. <clears throat> Brilliant. What's up, babe? It's your shot. I just sunk a stripes. You're solid. You know, that's, that's not what the radios are for. So there's more responsibility, and your relationship is now your own. Because, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm dying or anything. I'm not getting caught up like Elijah. But Elisha had to go on on his own. But he took with him that mantle, that authority, that clarity, the, the lessons that he learned, and that's what he was able to do. And the Bible records that he was even more of a miracle worker, even more renowned. People knew this guy, he was legendary, and then this guy followed up, and it's like, whoa, this is like Baker Mayfield winning the Heisman, and then the next year, Kyler Murray wins the Heisman with better stats. Um, for those of you who don't know, 
And the University of Oklahoma, their quarterback won like the greatest MVP award in college. And then the next year, his backup won. And he did better. Yeah, that dude was crazy fast. That video, Oklahoma. Trash? Trash? This is my friend Woody. Hi. This is Forky. Trash? So we're going to have a little bit of a shindig, a little party. I got several types of chips, and I have enough drinks for everybody. And uh, I want to thank the audio folks for listening in. And we are going to finish up our lesson today called Moving Forward, Promotion, and Prayers. Got a blast.